0: Hi, everybody. Thank you so, so much for joining into this episode of Patriot Strong. If you are from Ohio, my Buckeyes, you guys have probably seen my two guests um, just around. If not, you are in for a treat. I am joined tonight by Marshall Usher and Shannon Walker, Are right in and really only choices for governor for our election just a couple weeks so gentlemen thank you so much for joining me i appreciate it so much i know your schedules are extremely busy but thank you for taking your time out on a sunday evening to join my show i appreciate it
1: thanks for having us yes thank you glad to be on
0: uh you know it's it's so important (laughs) um to not only understand who our, uh, our candidates are for governor, but to also understand that there are more than just Democrat or Republican. We have other options. And these are who everybody listening right now needs to vote for, because we can't have any more with line, And we're not even going to uh, uh, entertain the Democrat, you know, choice because that's not who we are so these gentlemen are going to join me tonight they're going to share who they are how they got to to their candidacy here why they want to run and we're going to touch on some subjects and hopefully you guys by the end of this episode um you know in two weeks you have a uh, a very strong opinion on who you need to vote for to make Ohio better. So without further ado, um, can you guys just kind of introduce yourself and how you got to uh, uh, running for Ohio governor? You know, what made you, uh, like what was the click that made you decide to stand up and run?
2: Sure. Um, So quite simply, we are well at least I'll speak for myself you know I'm a, a, a Christian, a husband, a, a patriot um, and a dad. and you know that being said, there's no way that this is the the direction that the state is going is this is the state that I want to raise my kids in. And yeah. you know the, the kind of the the snap moment for for me anyway was you know to see how our our supposed uh, Republican governor handled the the, the pandemic. Um, you know, he was one of five governors that were lauded by uh, Anthony Fauci and the other four were Democrats. So that should tell you all you need to know about
0: know, how,
2: how Ohio handled it. Um, so that was really it for me. Um, you know, I, I decided that, uh, you know, I met Shannon through uh, volunteering with the Joe Blystone campaign. And, you know, after Joe was unsuccessful and then, you know, I think like a lot of folks, my plan B was Neil Peterson. And after Neil didn't make it on the ballot, um, you know, we kind of looked around and said, well, um, you know, let's, we, we weren't, I wasn't going to vote. And, uh, you know, Shannon wasn't going to vote. And we started talking to a lot, lot of other folks around the state and they were in that same boat. So we said, you know, not voting is akin to just shutting up and taking it. And, you know, that's just not who we are. So, you know, here we are. We, uh, we God has given me the opportunity to, you know, with flexibility to do this. Um, you know, Joe Blystone and, and Mark Bikita have been very gracious in offering support in their platform. Um, so, you know, we just wanted to stand up and give Ohioans an opportunity.
0: So I was just saying, Shannon, is there anything you want to add or is your, like, like just general consensus the same?
1: Or Mine is pretty much the same. The difference is, is I'm a small business owner in Southeastern Ohio. So DeWine came in and decided to close the small businesses down. After about three weeks, I seen where everything was going and said, nope, I reopened re- my business up. They came in. They threatened to find me, threatened me with jail time. I, I refused, and that's when I decided to seek out a candidate that I could get behind. Like Marshall said, yeah. I got behind ballstone It fell through. We was looking at Peterson. Same thing. So here we are.
0: Yeah, and that's wonderful. I think the way that DeWine handled the past two years could have been so much better um, you know, just from shutting down small businesses to even, in my case, daycares. I was out of a job for almost two months. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a kindergarten teacher for eight years. We shut down for two months, and I was left to fend for myself. Um, and, you know, there in Florida, I know uh, I've watched many interviews with both of you, that we have DeSantis in Florida that they, he didn't even oblige to any of the lockdowns or anything. And if Ohio right. would have taken that stance, I think we would be in much, much a stronger place had we taken uh, his stance other than like the wines. Right. Um, so I definitely agree with you on the small business kind of thing. Uh, it just it just wasn't a good option for Ohio. So many of us have struggled since then and struggled to get back on our feet. And you know that's what Ohioans need to notice that you know, just because it, Dewine is a Republican in name, I think it's a re- Republican in name only.
1: Well, I was gonna right. say that comparing the Dewine to DeSantis is like comparing Trump to. Joe Biden there yeah you can see where each one of them fall in the aisle
0: absolutely okay so going into questions um you guys have already uh answered like why you're here but can you give a little bit of background on from before you decided to run and what made you decide to run specifically
2: yeah so so my background is I'm I'm just a guy, right? I mean, I've got a day job. I've never been in politics before. Um, and you know, the, the, the um, the opportunity presented itself and, you know, we, we decided to jump at it, but, uh, you know, my day job is, is, um, in critical logistics sales. So we move things like hearts and lungs for transplant, uh, radio pharmaceuticals, um, that have half-life measured in hours. Um, so things, things like that. But prior to this, uh, I had worked at NetJets where I was a, held two director positions simultaneously, and uh, Rolls Royce prior to that. So you know, I've I've managed large global organizations. I've dealt with budgets in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so you know, I'm not afraid of of large organizations or large budgets, and uh, you know, I I know how to run them. So you know, ha- looking at. At how Mike DeWine has run this state over the last few years, yes. um, it's a you know a, a, an example in, in what not to do. Uh, one one example that I think that a a business person would bring to the table that that would be a significant change is you know you've heard the the adage what gets measured gets done. Yeah. And one of the metrics that Mike DeWine's administration uses for human trafficking is the number of identified number of victims identified. Which that's great, you know. We we all obviously want to identify and help the victims, but you know what I want to know, and what we're going to measure, are things like how many of these animals have we arrested and taken off the street, how many collective years in prison have they have they been sentenced to? Um, you know, we we want to get these animals off the street and make make Ohio a, a very unfriendly place for them to do business. And um, you know, whenever you look at the uh, the approach that Mike DeWine and his administration has taken, it's it's just simply not that.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I don't know of what my audience has read or researched but I've deep dived into the, the entire child trafficking thing. I've read where DeWine had um, ties with Epstein. I don't know if that's true or not. I know that Jeffrey Epstein had a house in central Ohio. Ohio is one of the largest states for child trafficking in the entire country. So the the fact that you just brought that up, you know, that's a really huge thing that people should really be focused on. It's really the the major pandemic that's happening.
2: It, it, it is. I mean, and it's and it's horrible. Ohio is is one of the worst states in the country for it. Um, Toledo in particular is one of the worst states uh, or worst yeah. cities in the country. And um you know the the wine administration has been crickets on it. Uh, the head of the Ohio Human Trafficking Task Force reports into the, the administrative division of the Ohio State Police. You know, one of the things that we'll do on day one is elevate that position to a cabinet level position and make sure that you know they get the you know, all of the support directly from Shannon and I that they need to bring an end to this in Ohio.
0: And that's another thing I was going to ask. If you guys, if you want, everything went to a, a perfection, what's some of the things that you guys would change from day one that's different than what's happening right now in the state that people are, you know, they're trying to fight for, but they can't.
2: So there's there's two things immediately, and then I'll, I'll kick it over to Shannon. Um, the first one is signing a executive order on medical freedom. Um, I believe that we have all of the laws that we need on our side with with uh, Article 1, Section 21 of the Ohio Constitution, and all we need is a, is a governor that has the guts to enforce it. So that would be the first thing, is is bringing medical freedom to everyone in Ohio. The second thing would be a, a executive order establishing Ohio as a Second Amendment sanctuary state, meaning you know, no federal or no police powers granted by the federal constitution will be used to enforce any unconstitutional gun laws. Um, you know, one of the things that we really need to, to spread awareness about is the uh, um, merchant code that the credit card companies have, have rolled out recently. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard about this, but yeah, yep. it allows them to track ammunition and firearm purchases. So, in effect, yep. they've created a you know a private gun registry. Well, you know, we want to work with our partners in the legislature to to make sure that you know, you're not tracking ammunition and firearm purchases from Ohio residents. Period.
0: Yeah, and you know, the Second Amendment, very, very okay. important. You know, we're, I think, one of the only countries in the entire world that still have a Second Amendment right, that still have the right to carry and protect yep. with guns for ourselves. It's very important. Once you hand that over, we're done. And I know there's a lot of liberal states that are saying, like, oh, no, we don't need guns for this or that. Um I think protecting yourself with a second amendment a second amendment right is very, very important. So you standing up on that is huge for a lot of people in Ohio.
2: Yeah, you, you had mentioned Florida. I mean, if I would encourage people to go to the, our website, usherforohio.com, and check out our plan. I mean, we we, we call it the the Sunshine Plan for Ohio because right. it is based off of Ron DeSantis' playbook for Florida. And, you know, a lot of folks have heard me say, you know, I'm a coach, so you can't just pick up some other team's playbook and run it and expect to be successful. So what we've done is looked at, you know, his, the, the tenets that he has in his playbook, we have adopted what fits Ohio directly, we have adapted what doesn't fit us directly. And we've come up with a plan that, you know, has that, that theme of restoring the freedoms that we've lost over the last handful of years, and making sure that we're protecting those freedoms for Ohioans moving forward. So we don't have to come up with the best ideas. We've got really good conservative leaders across the country that we can turn to. And again, we just need a governor that you know holds those conservative values at heart
1: and has the guts to implement them.
0: Absolutely. Shannon, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Well, you was asking about our background and stuff, mine actually, before I was a small business owner, I was in law enforcement. And then I left law enforcement and got into corrections and I ended up having a back surgery. That's the reason I ended up getting out of law enforcement. But uh, that, that's kind of where I fall in line with adding more officers to the force in the state of Ohio, you know, bringing in some of these good officers from bad states that are currently. So I state, the more we're gonna deter the bad guys from wanting to be here and the less crime that we're gonna have to begin with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So kind of just moving on, you know, elections are in just a couple of weeks. Um, everybody knows what happened in 2020. So if you are elected, and pray to God you guys will be, what is the first thing that you would change within election laws, um, you know, moving forward?
2: So we have been, oh, sorry, we've been uh, fortunate enough to be endorsed by, um, by Dr. Douglas Frank. And one of the things that we have said, you know, like you'll hear Dr. Frank say all the time, vote Amish. Um, That is exactly where our heads are, is get rid of the machines. You know, whenever you're being a a business guy and a process guy, there are two things that you try to balance when you design a system, effectiveness and efficiency. And what we have done in Ohio is over-rotated so far to efficiency with the machines that we have totally left effectiveness in the dust. What's an effective uh, election? Getting it right. Right. I don't care how long it takes to get it right. We need to get it right. If that means okay. hand counting them two times in, in the in night, then that's what we need to do. But you know, I, I think that regardless of the side of the fence that you fall on um, around the 2020 election, and just so we're perfectly clear, I believe it was stolen. Um, but regardless of the side of the fence that you fall on, um, over almost 50% of the, the citizens in this country don't trust the election system. And that's a problem regardless of the side of the aisle you're on.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. You know, there's, I think there's so much issue just with the elections alone, you know, the absentee vote voting, the early voting. Um, personally, I think it should be voting on the day of elections only. I know that doesn't really work for everybody, but it just seems the most logical. You know, it's one day of voting and that's it. There's too much that can happen with this voting and that voting. Um, we, you know, we've seen that prior, and I'm so scared that we're going to see that in two or three weeks.
2: No, for sure. Oh. I mean, absentee voting is one thing. You ballots. You know, we obviously want our military to be able to vote, right? Uh, but you know, the fact that we have a secretary of state that is mailing out applications for mail-in ballots to every voter in the state is not okay. Um, you know, that's that's a problem. And, uh, again, you know, we look at and see that these folks have ours next to their name and it, it kind of makes you
1: chuckle whenever you see how they act. Shannon, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, no, you're good. I, I was going to say the ballot drop boxes need to be gone. I mean, yeah. we, we have hours, we have hours at the polling locations and at your local board of elections for a reason. There's a time and a place to drop off a ballot. It's not at o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, the other thing, like Marshall said, we need to go back to the paper ballots. And if you're doing a mail-in ballot, it should have some sort of a medical reason attached to it, not just because you don't feel like driving in and voting in person. We, we've got to stop the non on sending them out to everybody in the state. You should have to have a legitimate reason to get a mail-in ballot. Man, this is the foundation of everything that we do as
2: as a representative republic, is making sure that our elections are free and secure. And if we don't get that right, nothing else that we talk about matters.
0: Nope. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a a lot of the issue is people want to rewrite the constitution whenever they need to reread it. There's nothing wrong with the way the constitution is right now at all. People need to read it and learn it. And that's just the way that it is. You know, our country was founded on great principles by great people. And we just need to get back to that. I think we've gone way a from where we need to be. And that's a lot of the problem that there is right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Constitution has been the foundation for the greatest uh, nation in the history of mankind. I mean, the United States has done more to progress the human condition than any other country at any other time in the history of the world. And, you know, it is because of that document and because that we had, you know, a lot of people that interpreted that document for the first hundred years as a static document, not a living document. And that's what you'll get with Shannon and I are are two constitutional conservative purists.
0: Yep. Uh, Just another thing that I want to speak on. Um, I mentioned before I was a kindergarten teacher before I was fired for not taking the vaccine or testing weekly. I also in that time exposed an LGBT curriculum that was for six weeks old to 12 years old and one of the largest daycare companies in the entire united states what is your opinion on the sel the dei lgbt curriculum within our education system right now and if elected how would you change that within ohio
2: so i think it's it's i mean horrible the fact that um we are introducing gender ideology into our schools yes. at, at those ages. Um, it, gender ideology has no place in our school at any age. Um, and then, you know, to talk about you know instructing children on um, on sexual education starting in, in elementary school is unacceptable. And, you know, if you follow what happened on Wednesday with the Board of Elections and the uh, Brendan Shea resolution, yep. um, you know, Shannon and I came out in in very much in support of the resolution. And if you look at, you know, Governor DeWine's appointees are the ones that send it to committee to die a slow death. Um, you know, people talk about, oh, you're going to split the vote. You can't vote for a write-in because we're going to get liberal appointees. Well, guess what? We saw liberal appointees on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, do you you know, I, I would encourage the folks on the podcast to go check it out if you already don't know what happened. It lost uh the vote. I think it was 12-7 was the final tally and all but one or two of DeWine's um appointees voted to send it to committee. So they could have you know, very easily stood up for our conservative values and said no, we don't want this garbage in our schools and they chose to punt. So, you know, I I I Find it very difficult to see the difference between a divine appointee
1: or a Whaley appointee.
0: Shannon, what about you? Anything different or pretty much just agree?
1: Marshall's pretty much spot on in everything he said as far Absolutely. as I'm concerned.
0: It's crazy. Okay. So another thing, um, I feel like most of everybody has the same arguments within protection of the unborn. What is your opinion on that? Is there any difference between incest, rape, or, you know, a life issue of the mother? Or what, what do you think?
2: Yeah, so g- great question. And, and I addressed this a little bit with uh, Pastor Ernie on, on his show earlier this week. Um, you know, I, we are, are absolutely uh, uh, pro-life and you know the own i do have an exception though in in the cases of the life of the mother and you know this is something that i've thought a, a lot about and you know this really rests in what i believe is another god given right of of self defense and you know um if a you know, people that believe in protecting the preborn will tell you that there should be no difference in someone that is you know 1 month old or you know minus 1 month old and and i agree with that and i would say then that the doctrine of self defense would would apply as an extension of that um if you had someone that was threatening you know your life that that was 18 we've already said that that age should matter um and and i would argue that that would go in the reverse as well so that that is the only exception that that i would call out um uh, is for the mother but you know i think that's it, it is important to make that clear so that you know, I want to be transparent for everybody that's considering to vote for us.
0: Absolutely. And just kind of moving off of that, what are some of the issues that uh, Ohioans need to really consider whenever they are trying to choose between the candidates that they're going to vote for in two or three weeks? You know, it's, it's very close. And this is really a serious election, probably one of the most important elections that anybody eligible can vote in
2: so so i think there's two things and then i'll you know I, I, I want to hear shannon's opinion on this too um but really the um the first thing is you know the the kitchen table issues right so everybody is dealing with with a tough economy right now we're watching crime go through the roof in our in our cities and across the state and you know mike dewine his answer has been to throw a hundred million dollars at it and yep. you know, th- we're over halfway through this program, and we've seen no measurable decrease in the in the measure in the amount of crime. So it's not about throwing money at it; it's about you know how do you spend that money? How do you make sure it's being used appropriately to fight crime and not pay for things like Microsoft Office licenses? Um, but that would be you know one of the one of the bigger things. Shannon,
1: uh, I'm right there with you on that one. Uh, some of the other issues that. I mean, that they are going to see a big thing in is medical freedom, number one. You know, you're not going to have to pick a jab over your job or your jab over going to school, stuff like that. Med- medical freedom is one of our number one things because it's been the most crippling thing to this state for the past two years. We've had nurses, we've had law enforcement, we've got military, we've got all these people losing jobs because they refuse to take an experimental drug. That That has to come to an end. It's your body and your choice whenever it comes to what goes in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I'm very, very animate about. And I try and speak on, uh, speak on that about every op- opportunity that I have, because I was either made to either take the vaccine or test weekly. I did my research and I know what was mm-hmm. on those swabs. Um, I refused both. And I was still fired. Um, You know, standing up and speaking out and standing strong in your your opinions on what you will, uh, uh, you know, present yourself to, and this, like you said, um, just a experimental mRNA vaccine swab, you know, kind of thing. It's very important. And for you guys to stand up against that, that's very important for a lot of Ohioans, because I know a lot of people that lost their job because of that.
2: Uh, for sure. And and one thing I can say about Ohioans is we are not a good enough kind of people. You know, we are not the kind of people that are going to settle and say, "Ah, you know, that's 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 just fine." And knowing it's not. And if you look at, you know, every measurable uh, statistic that accountable government is measured by, um we're failing. I mean, we are 36th overall in 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 state rankings per US News. You know, we're 29th in infrastructure and and that's the good news, right? Um we're 31st in education. 34th in economy, 37th in healthcare, and 44th in environment. So every every measurable subject or topic that government is judged by, the Dewine administration is failing us. And, and you know, we're standing up and saying that is not good enough. And we know that the answer doesn't lie with the left, but the answer does also doesn't lie with our our Rhino leadership that we have right now. So we need a change. And the only way that we're going to bring about that change is if people have the courage to write in someone that, you know, that is not part of the political establishment.
0: Absolutely. And I know it might seem so simple for some people, but for those who aren't familiar with how to write in a writing candidate, how how do they do that? How do they go about that process?
2: Great question. So uh, first, you can find instructions on usherforohio.com but it's pretty simple so you can go into your go to your board of elections and you ask for a uh, the approved write in list and they have to show you the list of write in candidates and then you can write you can copy our name down from there and then there's one of two ways you can request a paper ballot and fill in the oval and literally write our names in or on the machines there will be a section that says write in you press that section and a keyboard will pop up and then you just type in our names from there uh, one of the other questions we get is, you know, do you have to spell your name exactly correct or what format does it have to be in? And, you know, I, I would I would suggest, you know, best practice is to uh, write it in as it appears on the um, election directive. But the case law in Ohio states that the Board of Elections simply has to be able to tell intent. So if you spell Marshall with one L or, you know, Ms. Shannon with one N, um, it won't be a problem. They'll They'll count that as well.
0: That's really great for everybody to know. I know a lot of people have seen the 2000 Mules uh, documentary. So a lot of people might be hesitant to even like, why, why should I vote? You know, if this is what happened last time, who's not to say that it's going to happen this time. Um, so I think... Yeah, just- I
2: mean, not voting. Sorry, here's a bit of a delay. Yeah, not voting is, is to me, again, is akin to shutting up and taking it. And, you know, we got to keep voting while we continue to try and fix the system, but just staying home and throwing up your hands and saying it doesn't matter, um,
1: you know, that we can't take that approach. I mean, we we have to continue to fight. Yeah. Pe- people have to stay engaged, to keep the fight going. If people disengage, then we've already lost. That's exactly right.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, people that don't do anything, if they don't vote, you know, if they, they see what happened in 2020, that's obvious. There's no way that you know counting stopped for 4 days and this is what we're stuck with that that just didn't happen but you have to stand up you have to you have to serve your constitutional right you have a right to vote if you don't exercise that vote if you stay silent you're part of the problem and that's just how it is you can be offended if you want to be but until you stand up and get loud and speak out you're part of the issue so that's what you need to do you know General Flynn always says, local action makes national impact. So no matter how small you think that you are, whatever you do, you know, get 10, ten friends to join with you. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be big, you know, you just have to stand up and speak out and that's what needs to happen. I think especially here within the, the election that's coming up soon.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I had the the pleasure to, um to go and uh, attend one of the, uh, his glory events yesterday. And one of the preachers had a, a great story. You know, he, he talked about the David and Goliath story. And yeah. I said, man, what a, what a perfect analogy for what we're facing right now. And, and you know, he said, you, what if David would have said, nah, you know, Goliath has four brothers. They're all huge. Yes. Uh, there's no way that I'm going to win. So I'm not going to pick up that rock. Uh, you know, what would have happened? And, you know, and I just said that, that just, it felt it it hit really close to home with what we're trying to do. And, you know, Shannon was, uh, was then pick up that rock and and see what we can do. So this is a, but we've got to, we've got to fight. And if not, then like Shannon said, I couldn't set it better myself. We've already lost.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys are watching this right now, if you're in Ohio, this, next election in what is it two three weeks whatever it's so important get out and vote um i think that in the in the last was it primaries i don't i'm not sure it's like 11 of eligible voters actually voted that's pathetic ohio needs to get out and make their voices heard and if you don't get out and vote then you have nothing to complain about because you are part of the reason that things stay as stagnant as they are. So you guys get out and vote. Um, I am honored to be joined by Marshall Usher and Shannon Walker tonight. Please listen to this. Um, Can you guys give your website one more time and I'll put it up on the screen so all of the audience and listeners can go and just see more of what you guys stand on and what you're about.
2: Uh, Sure, it's usher for ohio That's U-S-H-E-R-F-O-R-Ohio.com. And there's a lot of great opportunities on there to volunteer. Uh, we still, you know, we're still looking for volunteers to do phone calls, text messaging, emailing. Uh, we've got a great team that's sending you know, thousands and thousands of these things every week, and we could always use additional hands there. Um, you know, there's a, you know opportunities to um, to sign up and donate in different ways um, you know we're using all of the money that we've collected very strategically and you know, using it directly to reach out to individual voters so um, if you have the ability to uh to volunteer or to donate we would love to help uh, but you can find all of that information on the website usherforohio.com
0: Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Is there anything else that you would like to say to all of the Buckeyes that are listening to this tonight?
1: Shannon? I just want to encourage everybody to get out. Make your voices heard. Don't don't just sit by and just watch this go by again. Uh, we're, we're trying to get folks a viable candidate better than voting for the lesser of the two evils. Yes. Uh, me, me and Marshall are just common folks, you know, we're, we're just like the people of Ohio and we can't do this without their support. You know, if they, if they don't get out and vote, then we, we can't get in there to make a difference, to make the state better. That's right.
2: And I'll just end by saying, you know, everyone, you, you get one vote. So people saying that you're going to split the vote and you're going to hand this, the state to a Democrat, you, you can't split one vote unless you're using comedian machines, of course, but you know, go out there, cast that one vote, for who you believe is going to best represent you, and if you believe that that is Mike Dewine or Nan Whaley, then so be it. Uh, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of folks around the state that are done with Mike Dewine and Nan Whaley and the rest of the Uniparty, and they're looking for an alternative. And uh, you know, luckily, our system gives us the ability to uh, to give you that alternative this year in, in the form of a write-in. So get out and vote. Spend that one vote on the you know cast it on the folks that you believe will re- best represent you. And uh, hopefully on November 9th, we've got a new governor of
0: Ohio. Absolutely. And you guys, uh, lifelong politicians aren't the way to go. They don't represent us. You need somebody, like they just said, that represent the common folk, the you and me of Ohio. Again, Marshall and Shannon, thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Uh, my audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, uh. Please subscribe if you haven't already. God bless you. God bless this country, and together we're patriots strong. I'll see you next time, guys.
2: God bless Courtney. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Have a great night. Hello,
2: I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got My Pillow, I'm asleep.